You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenn the Geek in St. Augustine, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 19th, episode 3042, brought to you by State Line Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Well, good morning, everybody. Coming up on today's show, we have Beyond the Ribbon Spotlight Rider, who we haven't heard from in months. Rachel Rosenthal is joining us with an update on Poppy's second show, and we'll find out where's Poppy been. And also a daily dose horse health horse health report with Dr. Alberto Rulin, and we're going to talk about hoof growth. How's it happened? Why's it happened? What affects it? That kind of thing. Plus horses in history on the American Grand National and any weird news today. Uh, yeah, yeah. And those of you sending me weird news sent me some great weird news and some really disgusting weird news. So we'll have to, I'm still sorting through the stories. Do you think they uh, do that on purpose just to freak you out? I don't know. Probably, (laughs) but like murder for hire plots that that are just tremendously terrifying. We're going to skip some of those. (laughs) (laughs) So after we were done work yesterday, we're staying here at a campground right outside of St. Augustine where where you got married, but we we did a not just chocolate tour. So we were the only two on the tour. So it was the uh, tour lady and us. And she took us all around St. Augustine, which is really a cool city when you think about it, especially the downtown area. Um, And she took us to about 15 chocolate places, and we got to sample all the chocolate, which meant I was like on a sugar high all night and probably didn't sleep two winks. Uh, But we did learn a lot about the city, and there are a lot of ice cream and chocolate shops in that town. Did you go on a ghost tour as well? Were were there like ghosts in the chocolate kind of thing? No, but there are a dozen ghost tours in this town. It seems like every town has ghost tours now. Well, you know, I remember for the night before my wedding in St. Augustine, we decided to go on a ghost tour with like just all of our friends. And it was a ghost pub crawl. And so you start, they give you like these like detect ghost detectors. (laughs) (laughs) And like if it starts clicking, there's a ghost nearby. And we went to the first pub and it was like probably like eight eight pubs all along the tour. And I think by about the third one, we were all just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Did the ghost get bigger the more you drank? I, I got a click. <laughs> One click. Okay. Y'all have another. Thank it was you. really a breathalyzer that was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, this one. Make sure you didn't drive home. <laughs> There's a lot of pubs in that town. You know, the downtown, because it's it's like, what, 300 years old, where, where all the shops are, where you, where you just walk through, just reminds me a little bit of New Orleans, actually. It does, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the oldest city in North America. So it has that claim to fame. And you have to go to the, to the prison, which was like where prisoners lived in like the 1600s or I don't know, something crazy forever ago. So it's a pretty uh, frightening yet awesome place to go. Why did you pick there to get married? St. Augustine is where my family vacationed every year growing up. I'm from Atlanta. Uh. So we just drove to Florida and that's where we all went. And so it was so every, every summer I spent a week in St. Augustine. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good place to spend a week, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we're enjoying it, our time here. It's really neat. Well, um, we have some daily winnies to do. We have a lot of guests to get to. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So let's get it started. Well, we have a couple of auditor birthdays today. Linda Frank's crew, Chantelle Williams, who was just over, I think she was in Iceland. I saw pictures of that. Janelle Rhodes, Kathleen O'Grady, and host of Retired Racehorse Radio, Kristen Bentley, who's probably recovering from the makeover last week right now. So happy birthday to all of you. And one other special happy birthday to my co-host, Jamie. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I I think after, I don't know, 21, (laughs) they just kind of all run together and lose meaning. But yeah, thank you. I have some friends that really are into birthdays. We were never that way. But really, it's like a week-long celebration. They have parties and dinners. And I don't know. We were just never that way about birthdays. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I am disappointed that this is all you've done. I'm pretty sure we should have had some sort of like week long celebration celebrating me because that is that's how I I did a post in the auditor room. Does that help? Uh, (laughs) Yes, you did great. Thank you. Plenty. Yeah, you're welcome. just been dealing with some stuff with some horses and I want to thank Brendan Nellums for being so awesome and being so helpful. She's an auditor of ours and and I've had to go back and ask her questions and then she's just been super helpful and I just wanted to give her my daily winning plus my husband who just brought me coffee. Love you. <laughs> she's been begging for that all during the pre-show. He's <laughs> like, you want me to bring you some coffee? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And then like he left. <laughs> no, that was like no 15 coffee. minutes ago. So <laughs> Never saw I'll, coffee I'll get, after that. I'll get better as the show goes along as opposed to bringing it right at the start. See, I'm going to mix it up today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a Horses in History for you today that I put together about the American Grand National that happened last weekend. Let's take a listen to that. And now it's time for Glenn's History Segment, a semi-interesting look at random horsey things throughout the ages. I bet most people don't know what the American Grand National is. It is the highest dollar steeplechase in America. The Grand National Hurdle Stakes is an American National Steeplechase Association-sanctioned steeplechase race. It's run each fall at Far Hills, New Jersey. The race dates back to 1899, where it was first run at Morris Park Racecourse. It was for a long time the premier stakes race in U.S. jump racing. Past winners include 11 of the 14 steeplechasers inducted into the National Museum of Racing Hall of Fame. The race has also been held at Belmont Park and Saratoga Racecourse, as well as the steeplechase meets at Fairhill, Maryland and Charlottesville, Virginia. The Grand National, sometimes called the American Grand National to distinguish it from the race held in Aintree in England, is one of the oldest races in steeplechasing and one of the most important outside of Europe. The day of steeplechasing at Far Hills includes seven races, the most important of which is the Grand National. The American Grand National, which carries a purse of $250,000, is contested over two and five-eighths miles. 
Steeplechasing in the U.S. suffered a serious setback after the 1971 season when the New York Racing Association announced it would discontinue jump races on a routine basis at both Belmont Park and Aqueduct. Although the Grand National immediately found a new home at Fairhill, Maryland, without the New York betting public, the race plummeted in value. Other races like the Colonial Cup, inaugurated in 1970 at Camden, South Carolina, usurped the Grand National in value and prestige. The Grand National found a new home in 1988 at Far Hills. It was run last Saturday night, October 15, 2022, and won by a seven-year-old that cost just 850 pounds when it was bought by trainer Shark Hanlon in Ireland. Jockey Jordan Gainford guided Hewick to an 11-and-a-half-length victory to defeat the local horse, Noah and the Ark. The Irish horse was a 2-to-1 favorite going into the race behind Snap Decision, who finished out of the placings. It cost an estimated $20,000 to transport the 850-pound horse to New Jersey, but the gamble paid off in style with a $160,000 first prize. And now you know the story of the American Grand Nationals. Well, today's episode is sponsored by Stateline Tech. If you head on over there today to statelinetech.com, you're going to find they're doing their spooktacular giveaway. And the giveaway right now is one of our sponsors, actually, and that's Baked Saddles. Uh, so you can go over there right now. I hit the enter to win. Uh, if you click on the big banner, uh, one lucky winner is going to win a hunter jumper saddle uh, from Bates. And when I hit the enter to win, all I have to do is put in my email address. And that's what enters you to win. So I did anyway, you know, even though I don't need a saddle, I figured I could give it to somebody else. And they probably already have your email address, but whatever. <laughs> right. <it's fine. laughs> exactly. I figured, well, what, what? I, I assume all email addresses count. Uh, they're also having their bargain bin savings right now. Uh, if And I took a look at that this morning. And in the bargain bin, they only have, um, what was it? Uh, 10 pages or 1,063 deals. So if you can't find something in there that you want or need uh, or, you know, can get away with buying without your husband knowing, then go to statelinetech.com today. I think that lasts for another day or two. So as we're recording this on Wednesday, you'll find all of that over at statelinetech.com. You know, I just feel like everybody that has horses should have a neighbor who's a friend. And then, you know, like they send packages to you and you send packages to them, even though they're your packages. Like, I mean, if you want to, like, get around the whole husband thing, just saying (laughs) you have to have your own credit card to do that, too. You have to make sure he's not watching the accounts. We all have our own credit cards, Glenn. (laughs) I learned that when we had our tech shop is how many of you have your own credit cards? The husband don't know about. I learned that. That's when that's when I actually learned that. I don't think Jennifer ever did. But how would I know? Whether she did or not, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Did you notice that a lot of places, not just horsey places, but a lot of places are doing Black Friday sales already? It's a month away. How many Amazon Primes do we have to do every year? (laughs) About 20 now. (laughs) That's like it was a a holiday. Now it's kind of whitewashed. 
Not yeah, exactly. It's exactly true. It's like, uh, well, we we did one in July, and now we're doing another one, and now we're doing another one, and then we get to Black Friday, nobody's going to care anymore. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> so let's go right now to somebody we haven't heard from in a while, and we're going to find out why. She's one of our Beyond the Ribbons writers, and her name is Rachel Rosenthal. She's not actually a writer because she she's uh, she has a what is a puppy's a one or one and a half year old or something. A oneer? Did you just yeah, call a year a oneer? He's a oneer. <laughs> And a one and a half or and, and she is a rider. She's just yes. taking her time. <laughs> so this was in hand classes that she was to be doing with him. And she had she had some stumbles along the way. We're gonna find out about that. But he finally did his second show. Well, hi Rachel. Thanks for joining us again. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Well, it's been a few months. And I want to talk to you about that before we talk to you about your most recent show. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, one, you live in Las Vegas, and it was a 1,000 degrees this year, but um, yes. over the summer. But also, Poppy, Poppy's had some issues, right? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I know children tend to bring everything home, but she's just kind of had, like, one thing after another. And then we got hit with um, an equine infectious anemia quarantine at the facility I'm at. So Poppy, Poppy got injured and had all kinds of stuff. And then there was a quarantine. So you really, this is only the second show that you've done with Poppy. Right. Like I got her in January and I missed three shows in a row. And then I didn't get to go to California to uh, uh, enhance thing I wanted to go do there. So we've just been chilling at home and she's been growing. Um Remind Our everybody butt- what, Pop- what Poppy is, because we haven't talked about Poppy in a while. Oh, right. Um, she is a yearling uh, paint filly with no spots. She's just black. Um, and I got her as a Western kind of all-around prospect. And uh, I've been showing her, attempting to show her in hand in, in halter classes as she's a baby, as she's growing. Um so, yeah, so that's what she's been doing. And uh, as she's growing, it seems like she's actually going to fall more on the English slash hunter side of the spectrum. So that was unexpected. But, <laughs> Why um, do you say that? What 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 are the indicators? Oh, she's big and she's got really like just floaty movement. And she's I think she's definitely going to fall under the... She's a little more huntery than Western. Get your helmet out, Rachel. Throw that cowboy oh. hat away and get your helmet out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even when I try to buy a Western horse, I, when I tried to get, make an English horse, I got a Western horse. And now that I've tried to sort of make a Western horse, I got an, you know, an English horse. But <laughs> that's all right. It's good you can do both. <laughs> it's all right. She'll be a good kid. So how'd she do at her second show in, oh, in hand classes? Oh, she was so good. Oh, my gosh. So she hops right on the trailer like she's been doing it. Oh, sorry. Dog found the toy. Um, so she hops right on the trailer like she's just an old pro, all self-loaded. Um, got off the tra- got off the trailer at the showgrounds, looked around. I handed her off to a child while I bedded her stall. And they just sort of, you know, walked around and looked at stuff and yeah, she did. I mean, she got a little lucky because it was in a big indoor arena and there were children running up and down the metal bleachers and there were people galloping around in the in the warm up pen. And she got a little kind of lucky, but at no point did she ever get like tail over the back snorty or try to do the dance of her people. You know, we <laughs> she was just such a good girl. We trotted when we needed to trot. We stopped immediately when I said, whoa. I mean, 
we she did right when the judge walked up to look at us she suddenly decided that her udder itched so she whipped around to scratch her <laughs> udder right in the middle like hind leg up just scratching and it was like oh this is my i'm that girl this is my child here we go sorry Yay, you're that girl <laughs> i am i am that girl and then when i reprimanded her and i'm like poppy don't do that in public get up here then she spent the rest of the time the judge was looking at her trying to scratch her udder with her other hind leg so <laughs> she had an itch <laughs> she, had a, she is very itchy she's very dramatic like if a fly lands on her it is we are one and it is the end of the world. oh she'll there be perfect no hunter horse that'll be perfect oh, oh she's so funny <laughs> i mean we made friends with a mini i mean we just we just she had a blast and then um we had some pretty big classes there are about six in all of our classes which for a hot summer end of summer show is pretty good and they were all halter horses and she's a baby who is 15 two behind and 14 two in front i did see your picture very downhill <laughs> <laughs> it's like just even out please <laughs> but so uh, i gotta ask how do you place in the utter scratching class <laughs> you- i mean we actually played Grand Champion. Yeah, we placed fifth out of six. Apparently, the judge was very impressed by her flexibility. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we got fifth out of six, and then you know fourth in one of the classes. So, I mean, she she was a good kid, but we were in there with real you know halter horses and so was, <laughs> horses hey, that didn't stop the- to. It's all about the experience, you know, and what oh, you're yeah. what you're showing her and what you're letting her see. I mean, it's going to be a piece of cake when you get to take her places. I I know when I start horses, Rachel, that the mm-hmm. that when they come here, it's typically they're crazy for two days because they're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm somewhere new. Plus the fact that like half of them, you know. Like I always ask people, can you put a blanket on this horse? Oh, I've never done that. I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna oh. be good. You know, <laughs> or like, but like the ones that have been blanketed, a saddle pad going on or a saddle going on is not that big a deal, and it makes the training go so much faster. So when people are going to send me a horse, I'm like, if you can do all of these things and give them a list, then it's going to be a lot more successful and you're going to get a lot more for your money. And I mean, you are ticking the box on all of those. Great job. Oh my gosh. And we had so much time over the quarantine that I actually started long lining her. Like I put the surcingle on and just a little side pull halter. God, my dog is following me with the squeaky toy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And she just, she's just, yeah, we, she's been great. You know, I've been bored. We've been stuck at home. So she got to do all sorts of things like that, you know, and yeah, she's little, very nonplussed. And then when I got to the show, one of the girls that was next to me is an Arabian person. So she got to um, go crazy with all the hair product and the styling gels and the, <laughs> and the this and the that. And, and Poppy just stood there and went, I feel very slick. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> so, Shiny. Yeah. Well, we're glad. I feel very shiny. We're glad you're back at it. We really are, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad everybody's out of quarantine. I guess that is a disadvantage yeah. of a big barn. Is if something yeah. comes in, everybody's you know got trouble. So uh, you have 300 more chances of that happening, <laughs> right? So. And, and luckily, the quarantine, you know, nobody nobody came down ill. It was you know everyone was fine, but yeah. good. 
Well, good. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're back at it. We'll keep in touch more often now. And you're coming into a season where you can actually do something again because it's not a thousand degrees. So, uh, yeah. So that's fun. I I always said like in Florida here, this is our spring. You know, we're mm-hmm. in our spring, and then we get into our good season coming up. You're the same way. Yep. So same exact way. Yep. yep. Well. Thank you for joining us again, Rachel. Appreciate it. And I'll post a picture of Poppy and, <laughs> and her downhillness um, <laughs> in the show notes so everybody can see Poppy. At least see Poppy's butt and then uh, the, the ski slope that is her back. Oh, poor so. <laughs> child. I really hope she evens out here soon. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Rachel. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, talk to you Bye. later. Bye. <laughs> I remember I had a thoroughbred that was so downhill and I, I was talking to Monty about it and I was like, hey, just, yeah, his canter is just really tough because he's so downhill. And he was like, ah, he'll even up. How old is he? And I was like, seven. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's, no, that's no, not going to happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> Might need a few pads there so you don't fall yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good Well, the Horse Health segment today is brought to you by Dalito's Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. We intended to have a horse health segment today, but uh, our veterinarian... We had a little cut in there for a minute to Magic of Radio, and now Dr. The veterinarian is unable to join us, you know, because they're vets. That's right. (laughs) So so we're not going to have a horse health segment today, but it was brought to you by Daily Dose Equine. Uh, Daily Dose offers a full line of handcrafted horse feeds to maximize the health and performance of horses and ponies of all ages. Each custom feed has been developed with whole grains and non GMO ingredients to eliminate the risk of herbicide contamination. They are horse people themselves and have seen firsthand the difference that superior nutrition can have on our equine partners. We invite you to learn more about Daily Dose Equine's origins and find the formula that is perfect for your equine partner at DailyDoseEquine.com. Now, Scooter eats the Carb Buster. So if you look for Carb Buster, he gets about two cups a day, plus hay and free choice salt. And I'll tell you what, he he is looking better than he truly has since he got overly fat in, in the beginning. <laughs> since when we got him, he was overly skinny. Then I made him overly fat. And now he's just, this carb buster is really good stuff. He really looks great. He really does look better than he's ever yes. had. His his coat is looking good. Um, it, you know, I just really like the stuff. So if you have one that's maybe, you know, a little chubby. Like, oh, you have one that's a little chubby. You should use Carb Buster. <laughs> I call him my giant blueberry. <laughs> yeah, Carb Buster. Perfect. It works great. Two two cups a day and hey, and you're good to go. So that's uh, DailyDoseEquine.com. So I saw, seeing that we don't have a veterinarian, we can talk about something else. I saw that you wrote, got to ride your new horse, uh, the one you bought and was shipped into you from where? Jersey, right? New Jersey. Yeah. 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 Did, well, you finally um, got to ride it. I did. I did. So, uh, you know, like I said, it was a little bit tough because he came with shoes. I pulled the shoes and I need to put the shoes back on, blah, blah, blah. And then he was foot sore. And then I, so I started him and he was, uh, I finally like just got on him, went to the arena and rode him. And let me tell you, that was Monday afternoon. I am so sore. <laughs> I mean, like, which is funny because you ride all the time. I do, but I ride propped up on top of animals that I'm trying not to fall off of. <laughs> So it's di- and and with these off the track thoroughbreds, you know, you keep a very light leg and you keep your hands low and there's not a lot of engagement for the for you know for the first bit. It's just like, what's gonna happen? Let me progressively make this ride longer, and then as I get them nice and going, then they get adopted. <laughs> so then I start over. So I've had like quite a while 
where I haven't really ridden and engaged my core and used my legs and like moved a horse off of an inside leg to like get it to give, you know, and, and like using those tools in the toolbox that I have in my brain that I have to like dust off. So, I mean, he's like a little stiff to the left. I think he's going to get some hawk injections and feel up better and all this, but I got out and I got on him. And I'll, I will tell you that the one thing that sold me on the horse was watching him. They sent me tons of videos, you know, obviously, and uh, seeing a walk to canter transition. I was like, oh, they do that. I forgot. Horses can walk to canter. It's like, oh, wow, that was the most impressive thing. So I got on him and I took him out and oh, he's just lovely. He's lovely. I mean, we have so much more to learn about each other and he really needs to relax. He gets kind of deep into the bridle and he's stiff to the left and like, you know, all these these minor details that are just so exciting to me to get to to play with and and to get a horse before. Right. Yes. He's a former eventer. He's 12 years old. And I just, I I just wanted something I could get on and ride. Like the blueberry I mentioned, he's three and I have a a couple of three-year-olds that, you know, he like my Andalusian just learned how to canter more than half a stride, you know, (laughs) like, Oh, now we can canter a whole circle, but like, there's no engagement or anything like that yet. Um, so I just wanted something that I could just go, and play with my friends and go compete and jump. And he's a he's an inventor, but he hasn't competed in four or five years. And the reason they sold him basically was, you know, he's too much horse for an amateur and not fancy enough for a professional. And I kind of fit in the middle there somewhere. <laughs> so it was perfect. So I took a chance, shipped him here, and uh, one of our awesome listeners all helped out. And uh, I got him here and... Oh, he's just, he's so, he's adorable. And I still don't have a name for him. I just don't know what to do. He's just so. You like, always he's like, come up with names like instantly. I know. I don't know. It's because he was called Pogue by them. And I just, I can't, like, I don't want to dishonor them by changing their horse's name, but I just really don't like that name. Uh, so like, it's just a hard word to say. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to come up with something, but he, in, in the meantime, he's just, he's like a little, he's just so cute. And somebody actually has posted on Facebook, like, is he an Arabian? <laughs> no, he's a thoroughbred, but he's dainty like that. Like, he's just like, I mean, for the first, like, I currently have a horse in training that's 17, three. Okay. I'll, I'll, Does he I'll, have the really petite face? Is that and yes, yeah. this one has, and he's 16 hands. So I think looking, sitting on a 17 three and then going to a 16 hand horse, yeah. it's like, oh, he's so tiny. <laughs> What's it feel like to ride a normal size horse, by the way? I know, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, and he, he does, he has like a little petite little face. And I, like I said, we're still getting to know each other, but it was just so exciting to put, get on a horse that bends and flexes and I could add leg and move him over and, and do canters. And, and they were, he was collected and it was just so nice. I've, and I've realize Glenn I have never since I well I mean when I was a kid I had a horse that was trained but I've never bought a trained horse ever like I've always taken him off the track or where from wherever and uh built them so I've never had a trained horse so it's kind of fun to oh this button oh look this this, this button (laughs) you know like this button works too so it's kind of fun he's gonna be teaching you for a change I know. I'm, and I'm. I must admit, my inner thighs are burning. 
<laughs> like <laughs> screaming at me, but that's okay. He's great. And then the little Andalusian's doing great. And Farm Boy's been riding the other three-year-old thoroughbred, and he loves him. And what what sucks is that I I'm on my three-year-old Andalusian yesterday, and he is riding the three-year-old thoroughbred. Now, mind you, I'm the trainer. And he's the assistant and we go on a trail ride and I have to close the gate. And I'm like, I got this. And I take my Andalusian up the gate and he's like forward and back and butt away and all this. And it's like one of those gates you have to like hold and then like wrap the chain around it from the back. And I mean, I struggled for like 10 minutes and he's like, let me help. And he walks right up there with that dang three-year-old thoroughbred, leans over, wraps a chain around the gate. Horse stands perfectly still. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> I was like, it's supposed to be me. <laughs> so it, it's going really well. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with all the horses that we have, and, and, it, and it's fun. Very cool. And well, I'm good, sore. <laughs> goodbye. So far, it's a goodbye. Do you, yes. Are you planning on showing? I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'd love to because there's a a place right down the road that has one day horse trials. Oh, so yeah. I need to get over there. And I mean, my God, I haven't even jumped him over cross rail. So we've got a long way to go. But I, I do foresee myself in the future doing that. Do I think I'll go and spend a million dollars and go to recognize events? Probably not. But I just want to get on something and go somewhere and jump some things. You know, like that's just what I want to do. The three-year-old Thurba's too young. The Andalusian is, <laughs> he ain't going to jump. <laughs> he went over a pole yesterday. He was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you might figure it out. I maybe. can't, I can't pick my feet up that high. That's weird. Um, yeah. So he will, uh, He'll be, he'll kind of be my go-to guy and, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, every, every day is an adventure. Um, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Very good. Hey, I, yeah, I saw one of the auditors post, uh, the other day they posted, how do you, how do you have time to do everything? You know, and, and that is, especially when you have kids, I think that becomes really difficult. How do, do you have me? No, no. I saw one of the auditors post, how do you have time to do everything? How, how do I, you know, how do I ride? How do I balance life, basically? And oh. I just happened to come across, the FEI now is actually doing articles uh, that are practical articles and not just about shows. And there was one on there that I came across right after I saw that post. And it was no time to ride 11 tips for balancing life and horsemanship. Ah. So let's see what this says. And we'll see if if it makes sense to us, because we've all been there. We've all not well, had the time. The reason I asked if it was, if she was asking that about me is because somebody just asked me that. Oh, um, I don't know. Chad's friends, he was like, how do you do all of that? And I, my answer was like, well, I just never stop. Well, that's, you that's just, I just, work a hundred hours a week. Yeah. That's partly, partly how we all, we all do it. But if you do, if you can't work a hundred hours a week or you have multiple kids or whatever, uh, jobs and all that stuff. So this is the 11 things they said in this article is written by Patricia Salem, who's a professional equine massage therapist and recreational rider. So there you okay. go. Uh, number one, enroll in regular lessons. You know, I think this is true whenever, you know, whenever you have kickboxing lessons or, uh, you know, tennis lessons or whatever it is, I think when you have something that's set that you have to go to because you're paying for it, you're more likely to make the time to go. That's true. It's just, it's part of the routine. Yep. And it, you, it just becomes a thing, right? It becomes a thing in your schedule that you do. And I think the key there is that you're paying for it. I think that's part of the key. If you're doing it and it's just fun, then you tend to, you know, you might skip it easier. 
Yeah. So I think that puts more value to it. Uh, set a goal with a timeline. I just said to Jennifer the other day, I was really, really good about riding my bike when I had a goal. Now I don't have a goal. I'm not so good about riding my bike. I am that way about everything. I have to have a goal. Or yeah. I just don't uh, do it. shows do that to me, too. Like, yes. I remember the makeover was nine months away, and I'm like, I have to work this horse. I think all of us are a little day. that way, aren't we? I mean, yeah. we're all a little like we have something to work towards. Otherwise, you just you find a reason not to do it. <laughs> Um, or it's easy just to go, I don't need to do that today, when in fact, you should be doing that today. So I think that setting a goal with a timeline, especially in your case, whether it's a clinic or a, it doesn't have to be a show, it can be a clinic, it can be a trail ride that you're going on that's going to be three days long and you need to get in shape or whatever it is, right? Uh, and I need that with Scooter too, you know, I, I kind of need that goal. When it, you know, when we had some goals of going away and doing things, then I, I, I did more with him. So I think that one's true too. Stable your horse at home. Well, that's not always possible, right? Yeah. Um, in your case, it's possible, but it's not. In, in but, Rachel's like, case, it's not. Right? It's not. So. Po- that's not feasible for most, nor was it for me most of my life. Right. I mean, yeah, you can walk out and then do something with it. And we're not at that point now where we're boarding. Now it's 10 minutes down the road and, you know, and it it's not as hard as if it's an hour away. Uh, reduce drive time to the stables if you can board closer. Well, again, this one's not always... It's great was, if you're in England where there's a stables every two feet. But Yeah, no, Atlanta, I mean, my horse is 45 minutes away, one way. If traffic was good that day. If the traffic was okay. <laughs> if that traffic lady got the traffic right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hire stable and groom help. <laughs> I kind of feel like we're getting a little into the bougie territory now. Wait, <laughs> so. hold on. First thing on the list should be win the lottery. Yeah, exactly. This is where I saw this list. That's why I wanted to bring it up because hire stable and groom help. Well, if we could afford it, we probably would. Um, but my guess is 90% of our listeners aren't at this point. Plus, finding stable and groom help is pretty hard right now, even for professional riders. So. We just need to clone Farm Boy because he works for, like, literally almost nothing. Well, then you're going <laughs> to Yeah, you had one there. Uh, uh, you're going to love the next one. Consider hiring an exercise rider. Again, yeah. comes back to the last one. <laughs> In the lottery, number yes, one. Yes, exactly. Wow, this Patricia's really in touch. <laughs> yeah. Share a lease with another rider. Now, you can do that, and a lot of our, our listeners do that. They yeah. they le- end up leasing their horse out, or they lease a horse if they don't have one right now. Uh, and I think you c- that is a good way to do it. We did a lot of leases when we owned our barn, so I think that is a good way to do it. Um Turn riding into a family activity. Bring the kids along, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I think if they're, if your stable's at home, you can do that easier than you can if, at a boarding stable. Because a lot of boarding stables don't want the kids running around loose. So uh, it's a lot easier to do at home. Like in your situation, it's, it's easier to do because, you know, he can just come out there to the barn with you and play or do something. Uh, so I do think that's easier when they're at home. Uh, number nine, make... Other exercise count. I had mixed feelings about this one because my feeling was like they're talking about mindlessly running on a treadmill or taking a yoga class or something like that. Well, I think if you're going to take an hour to run on the treadmill or, you know, two hours to drive to a yoga class and take the yoga class, you probably could have gone out and seen your horse. That and I mean, I so I kickbox yet here I am super sore from riding on Monday and it's Wednesday. So it doesn't always count. <laughs> There's something very loud at the campground going by. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, no, they're using a giant bulldozer to clean up brush because there was a lot of brush around here from the hurricane. Uh, number 10, change your employment. 
Okay. Ah! Well, there, there you go. Referred to number one. Well, yes. Win the lottery. <laughs> exactly. And number 11, look at the best for look to the best for inspiration. Not every world champion or Olympic athlete is a full-time equestrian. You'd be surprised how many elite riders can carry heavy university load or have their career in another field. Most of those cases, they're not having to have a job to go to college either. So, I mean, we could refer back to number one. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we're being to the other way, but I don't know. I, we never had a lot of money, so a lot of these. I mean, basically, apply. what this is telling us is to quit our job and buy a farm and work like at home. Oh, and get an exercise rider and a groom too. What's wrong with yeah. you, Jamie? I mean, duh. <laughs> he doesn't clean stalls, though, does he, farm boy? No. <laughs> so basically, you have an exercise rider. Pretty much. Yeah. I've got a, a, but I have to be there because I have to tell him everything, teach him. So oh, there you that's go. kind of the trade off. More of a working student <laughs> yeah. that doesn't do stalls. <laughs> no. Yeah. All the things. All right. Let's do some weird news. How about it? Sounds good. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Yes, these are weird news stories that were sent to me by our listeners. If you are coming across of whatever, wherever you read your news, if you see one, you're like, wow, that's super weird. Email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line, and then I'll track them down. And, you know, last week we had a pretty poor showing, not going to lie. This week, however, was different. Glenn, Scott, Ina, Rebecca, Aaron, Debbie, Laureen, Sarah, Allison, and Nicole all sent me stories, and that's so many. If I missed you, send me an email. I'm sorry about that. Um, now, again, some of them were fairly disturbing, but again, the thought was there. So it's a thought that counts, I guess. Um, but we're gonna go. We're gonna start with horses. This is in Southern California. Uh, the Whittier Police Department had to tweet about this because there was a person who was, uh, I guess, like a DUI high-speed, low-speed police chase um, that was happening um, in Whittier, California. And it was a person on a horse riding a horse at full speed through traffic. I mean, that's the way to get out of California traffic, people. (laughs) Just get a dang horse. However, don't be drunk when you do it because... (laughs) That might have added to the drama of the whole thing. So it says a person riding a horse through traffic refused to stop for police and was then arrested on driving under the influence. Driving under the influence. How could it be called driving under the influence when they were on a horse? Well, I have the answer. California Vehicle Code states that people riding an animal on state roadways are, quote, subject to all of the duties applicable to the driver of the vehicle, except those provisions by which their nature can have no application. Like turn signals? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't use a turn signal. You're off the hook there. But you cannot be drunk and ride a horse down the road through traffic. Did they use spike strips to stop them? How did they do that? So basically, um, they eventually, the guy, so they followed the person and the horse until eventually the rider, I mean, what, they get the cop cars behind it? No wonder he's galloping. (laughs) Um, The rider surrendered once the horse stopped and was taken into custody. And uh, they, I love this quote, the horse was taken to the Whittier police station where it, quote, 
received lots of love, end quote, from the station employees. <laughs> and there's a picture of a lovely woman who has a 50-pound bag of, uh, no, I guess there's a big old bag of hay, and they're feeding this horse that's tacked up and looks like she's had a rough day. <laughs> we don't know how many beers the horse had either, for that matter. We, we have no idea. It's true. Speaking of beers, Glenn, it's funny you mentioned that because they should have gone on to Florida because we're going to go to Florida because on Wednesday in Brooksville, they had to temporarily shut the freeway down as it turned into what the article says. It turned a crash, turned the roadway into a silver sea of beer cans. <laughs> That's right. A multi-vehicle crash occurred after 6 a.m. on I-75 north of Tampa. The pileup began when a semi-trailer clipped another while changing lanes. Then everybody had a break, and one failed to stop and collided with a pickup truck and a semi full of silver bullet. Coors Light, <laughs> no. baby. 6 a.m., get out there and get yourself some <laughs> party time. I mean, let's go. The guy in the horse, he was there. <laughs> exactly. That's where they ran from, Florida to California. So, yeah, uh, they did. I, that's so, it's just so Florida. It is. To be fantastic enough to have to shut down the freeway because it's a, quote, silver sea of beer cans. <laughs> Do you think there was all kinds of construction crews wanting to help clean it up? Minor injuries were reported. <laughs> However, they did get it cleaned off fairly quickly. Well, I bet they did. <laughs> Every driver that was backed up went up and got a case. <laughs> exactly. Free beer. You know, it's funny. We were at the we ate at the, an Irish pub along the water there in, in St. Augustine yesterday, and the beer guy shows up, and it was the Bud Light guy. He did about ten trips of different kinds of beer into that restaurant, and I'm going. They drink a lot in St. Augustine. They really do. Yeah, they drink a lot there. Yeah, they do. Well, we're gonna head over to South Africa. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, there's a resort in South Africa, and. Chichi Makuhanga and her friend were in their bed and they were sleeping. They turned in for the night and uh, it was about probably 6 a.m. And they heard heard a noise and, and then they realized that the, the sun was coming in and then all of a sudden crash the window breaks. They're like, oh, my God, somebody's breaking into our house. What are we going to do? They said we were sleeping and then there's this shuffling sound. And then we heard the sound of glass breaking and we realized we had a visitor. What was the visitor, Glenn? I don't know. Giant baboon. <laughs> That's right. Makonga opened her eyes and there's a baboon in her room casually snacking on their groceries, seemingly unfazed by the concern that his unauthorized entry has caused. Um, and there are there is a uh, she tweeted a video of uh, the baboon hanging out in their little kitchenette. <laughs> I mean, and it's huge. These things are not small. It is a giant baboon sitting on the counter. It's got a bottle of water and like some peanuts. Like, sup? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so many times, this is the final story, but so many times I get so frustrated with the amount of underreporting. You know how you just like, you have more questions mm -hmm. than answers? This one, they really followed through with the investigation. <laughs> 
I mean, this article is like four pages long. This is from the reformer.com. I would like to, um, give Bob Audette of the Brattleboro reformer a thumbs up because he was thorough in his article. And we're going to go to Vermont for this. So in Brattleboro, Vermont, a man attempting to drive a stolen John Deere lawnmower to a hospital was ordered and held in jail pending a mental health assessment. Okay, that's the first line. That's typically where the article ends. However, our friend Bob wanted to answer all the questions. The perp's name is David Guadalupe. He was taken into custody after a slow speed chase on several roads in Hindale. And the investigation began when somebody called the police of a report a Nissan left off the roadway. They said the vehicle appeared to have gone off the road abruptly and the registration plates had been ripped off the front and back of the vehicle and there was corn scattered on the ground and an ear of corn in the vehicle. Why is that important? I don't know because it's not. Um, But then um, (laughs) later on, so there's just a car on the side of the road with corn all over it. Okay. Now let's move to the next thing. The calling party, somebody who called 911, reported a guy with a lawn tractor with a mower deck on the wrong side of Prospect Street. They reported that there were totes strapped to it and that several things were falling off. So as he goes down Rolling Hill Drive, things were falling off the tractor. The police officers approached the tractor with their lights flashing and Guadalupe, the perp, was waving them around. Just pass. (laughs) Pass me. Well, of course, they're not going to pass you because they're coming for you. So they got on the loudspeaker. Again, this is a lot of detail. I'm only like a fourth (laughs) of the way through this. Got on the loudspeaker. Pull over. Instead, he turned down Brattleboro Road, also known as Route 119, and began heading towards the school. And the police officer says, our speed was approximately 10 to 15 miles an hour while continuing to attempt to have Guadalupe stop. And at one point, we called, we pulled close enough to hear him, and he advises, I'm just going to the hospital. I've got to go to the hospital. And at this point, he starts waving his arm around, which has a bandage on it. He then continued driving, realizing that he was probably going too slow and started throwing things off of his tractor, (laughs) probably to lighten the load, onto other people's property. So then he veers into the opposite lane, stopping the tractor. (laughs) He stops the tractor and he's like, I'm going to get off and run. That's too much work. He then got back on the tractor and started up again. The police attempted to pull in front of the tractor to cut him off, but because of the, <laughs> he was able to spin around quickly with the tractor's tight turning radius. It is John Deere after all, says the officer. Guadalupe then drove the tractors through the Hinsdale school area back onto Prussia Street where the cruiser, with the help of a tow truck driver, they wanted to force him off the road. He then attempted to flee on foot, refused orders to stop. The police start chasing him. He says, I'm going to the hospital, and he starts waving the arm around. He was given ample warnings prior to running. He then deployed the taser, the officer did, and he knew immediately that only one prong hit Guadalupe instead of the two, and then Guadalupe continued to run, was tased again, and this landed him on its stomach. 
still wasn't enough. Guadalupe scrambled to his feet. Oh my God, what was he on? (laughs) Attempted to flee again, but then the tow truck driver did a slide tackle and tricked him. And then the police officer jumped on him. However, he continued to resist arrest. And then the school resource officer and an officer from the Chesterfield Police Department had to come out and then jump on Guadalupe. And then he was taken into custody. When Guadalupe was arrested, he was wearing tight white pants and a floral top. Why is that important, Glenn? Why is that important? I don't know why. Because it turned out that he stole those from the inside of the Nissan Leaf that was then earlier dumped on the side of the road. So apparently at some point, this was like a naked man who ran, stole a car, ripped the tags off, drove down the road, dumped it, then stole a tractor, drove down the road with the tractor, ends up going through the school. Turns out we're not done. Okay. Because was this Florida, by the way, this is Vermont. Oh, (laughs) we don't often get Vermont. Well, they're starting now, Glenn, to put pieces together of what might have happened leading up to the Nissan Leaf being stolen. And it turns out that he had tried to start a skid steer and a bulldozer that belongs to the highway superintendent. And then those <laughs> attempts failed. And then they kind of find several in the, uh, in the totes. $1,300 worth of stolen town trash bags, a calculator, sales slips, gloves, and portable radio, and all of the keys to the town. <laughs> However, then when he's in the Keelan, uh, Keene, New Hampshire uh, Medical Center, he then tells them that he's been doing math for a few days. No kidding. <laughs> Here's my surprise face. <laughs> then it goes, he continued, this reporter continues to tell you all about the times that he has been arrested throughout the years since, but he stayed clear of the law since 2014. But before that he had a whole lot of infractions. And at some point he tried to jump off a bridge and it was jogged down, jumping off the bridge. And again, then he told people that he had a substance abuse problem and an undiagnosed mental illness. And then the police officer says, quote, in the last few days, it seems like things have gone quite quite bad for him and he recognizes that there are problems and he wants help <laughs> i'm literally there's still like 10 more minutes well, i could I talk think, about this. i think this this is the first crime that's happened in this town in 100 years so <laughs> like, oh bob's like i got something to write about <laughs> yeah, finally <laughs> oh then Nothing uh, much happens in Vermont, apparently. I mean... Now, this like, would be an everyday story in Florida, but Vermont, it's much, much more exciting. It just, it keeps going. <laughs> it keeps going and going. I wish I, there has to be a video of this. This would be classic. There, um, let me see what this video does. If it doesn't show, show me a video. Oh, dang it. Can't do it. <laughs> okay. There is a video. If you go to thereformer.com, and the story is a title, Local News, Brattleboro Man Attempts to Drive Stolen Tractor to Vermont. <laughs> is, this, is this picture, do you have his mugshot? Because I, I can just imagine shot. what that, I can picture that guy. There's just, just a video, but I can't play the video without hearing the commercials of my okay. ears. Yeah, Sorry. I didn't. <laughs> Whoever I submitted that one wins the award today. Enough information. Yeah. Again, I don't know who sent that one in because I just put them all together because I don't feel like telling on where you're getting your news. So uh, none of my business. Um, but thank you. Whoever told that that was an epic. Well said. Day. <laughs> well done.
<laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. If you want to become an auditor, part of the in-group that we have here at uh, Horse Radio Network, just click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page at horseradionetwork.com. And, of course, we have 21 shows here on the network now. We're going to be adding a whole bunch more from Equine Network as well over the next couple of months, so you can look for those. And auditors, hang on. We'll chat for a minute after the show here. We really appreciate you joining us. I have a quote today. This is from WC. Fields, we can end the show with the quote Horse, now you have to think about this one. Horse sense is the thing a horse has which keeps it from betting on people. Amen, brother. <laughs> we don't have that sense because we keep betting on horses. So, okay, I'm watching the video. It is literally a tiny riding lawnmower. <laughs> With the police just following him through a field. <laughs> you think he could have gotten out and just ran after it and caught him. 